Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Friday, February 18th, 2022. What's going on? How are you? What's happening? February 18th. I tell you what, man, we got 10 days left in February, and this isn't one of those bogus months where they tack on the extra day either. I, I Let me say this. I don't know whose idea it was, whether it was, you know, Julius Caesar with that whole Gregorian calendar or the Clintons or whom it was. But why did we say, hey, let's tack the extra day onto February? This I, I'm, I'm legitimately saying this, okay? And I know I, I'm, I'm not going to spend the mental energy to think about the whole, like, 365 days versus 366 and, like, does the weather impact the day where you put it in the calendar, like, all that stuff, yada, yada, yada. I'm just going to go on blazing assumptions here. Why can't we have a, a nice, a nice like, June, okay? June's only got 30 days. There's room for an extra or... You know what? We've gotten so comfy with our our, our thirty day months, our thirty one day months, and then February is just kind of the weirdo with twenty eight. Why do we need to to you know just change the weirdo? Let let twenty eight be. It's it's nice and even. I always love how you got your twenty eight days in February, and then March happens, and the calendar looks like exactly the same in terms of like March fourth is the same day of the week as February fourth was. March seventeenth is the same day of the week as as uh, as whatever. It, you know, was in February because it's great for me planning. I know when February 16th comes around, I don't have to go paging through my notebook, through my calendars to think, wow, what day of the week is my birthday on this year? I just say, hey, it's February 16th. It's a Wednesday. Damn, my birthday's on a Wednesday this year. That blows. Before I finish this very drawn out thought, I will mention listener discretion is advised. When you're listening to the Bean Tom podcast, number one, we'll occasionally use some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible. But what I'm getting at here is why can't we take one of those months that has 31 days, perhaps? We're talking the Januaries of the world, the Marches, the Mays, the Julys, the Augusts, the Octobers, and the Decembers. And, and let's not do this on December. Actually, okay, you know what? Let me, well, there's two things at play here. I was going to say let's do it on De- in December because then you have December 32nd. Can you imagine how lit New Year's Eve would be every four years? But then again I thought, well, hold up, the, hold up. The whole point of this was that we would get some nice warm weather. So let's pump the brakes on that. That can be plan B. Plan A, you know what? We're taking a look at these 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 months that have 31 days in them. I would love an extra day in. Um, I mean, October you could have like a you could have like a day after Halloween recuperation. So that that would be like plan plan B. Uh, sub sub plan B because uh, I didn't want to call it plan C because that's kind of insulting. I mean, I think we're down to like May or July I think would be fun. Uh, July is usually very hot. August August could be a good option too. Um, August 32nd. I mean, that it's fun. You know what? Why can't we have a 32nd day of the month? These are the things I think about. Uh, it's, it's, you can tell we're getting closer to spring here in Chicago because just this week, let's see, it was, um, it was Wednesday. It was about 50 degrees outside and a little bit of drizzle, but you, you knew it was going to be extra windy anytime you get a significant temperature change here in Chicago. And I think in most places, cause it has to do with, you know, 
vast quantities of of warm air fronts being blown in you get extreme wind speeds you know it's it's call call it hurricane quinn outside because i was walking around getting blown all over um and then thursday we we uh we uh, followed that up with a, a blizzard, a snowstorm. It, it looked like it wasn't going to be too bad Thursday morning, and then around midday, it just a flip switched, and uh, uh, or a switch flipped, whichever whichever one works for you. You remember when Adrian Peterson got suspended for an entire year by the NFL because he beat his kids with a tree branch? The reason I brought it up is because they called it a switch, and it was very confusing at the time. Like, what is a switch? I think this was before the Nintendo Switch came out, so it wasn't it wasn't a common vernacular uh, uh, usage of of the term back then. This was like two thousand, what, like fourteen? I think that was crazy. That was that was wild stuff, man. A lot of people forget Adrian Peterson just like straight up got suspended for a year. While he was on the Vikings, towards the end of his career, um, but yeah, the, all this means that you know, going from fifty degrees one day to blizzard the next day, that means we are getting close to spring here in Chicago because that is very much what spring is like. Love it or hate it, but I, I got to tell you, like, I'll, I'll take some of those high winds. I'll take uh, the occasional blizzard if it means we can also get some fifty degree days here and there. And uh, a big shout out to hashtag uh, lovely lady of the podcast, Rachel Ramos, who was featured on WGN News on Wednesday. Wow. Call us a celebrity power couple because Rachie is famous. She got interviewed to chat about the warm weather happening outside. I am a very proud lover. Um. And, uh, yeah, my heart is so full for her. So, and for us, really, because this just means really big things. Uh, this, you know, things are happening. Things are very exciting. We are becoming local Chicago legends. Oh, not to mention, I don't think I've, I've said this on the Bean Town podcast before, but like three weeks ago, and this was right before the whole, you know, if, if you've been in Chicago, you might be following the whole Wiener Circle controversy where the guy, the anti-masker threw a brick through their storefront and then they were like trying to track him down. And I think at this point they've, uh, they figured out who it is and are just deciding like, are you just going to pay us for the window or are we going to sue you in, you know, civil claims court or whatever it is? I don't I don't know what the latest update is here. But what I'm getting at is before all that happened, which has become a, a little bit of a, a Chicago story, the Wiener Circle followed me on Twitter. It was crazy. I guess they, they liked the show or they saw me tweeting about DePaul games or I don't know what it was. But um, that's a pretty big get to to be in in close contact like that with a wiener circle and i live just right down the street i've never actually been but i walk past it every week usually on my friday walk which i'm going for in a in a little bit here after we finish up um yeah if you don't know the wiener circle is like a classic chicago institution on clark just north of fullerton and the big thing is that like late night and i don't i don't know if it's every night or if it's just like friday and saturday nights but you go in there after like 10 p.m. or something and there it's one of those places where they're intentionally rude to you and they yell at you and all that stuff there's a great um conan o'brien kind of short with uh, jack mcbrayer who's uh well known as as playing kenneth parcel on 30 rock and cone uh, uh comic the insult comic the comic the co- triumph the insult comic dog that's how it is that's how it goes there to get a hot dog coincidentally uh they go to the the wiener circle on a late 
weekend night in Chicago and, and get all sorts of insults hurled at them. It's pretty fun. But I, I've never been because um, I'm not like a huge hot dog stand type person. Like there, there's a very – it's not common just in my day-to-day life where I'm just walking down the street around there. And I'm like, man, I could really go for like some some greasy fast food. That's not to say I don't eat like shit here and there, but it tends to be a little bit more well-planned. And, um, you know, usually when I'm walking there, it's like a Friday at 3 p.m. And that's just, you know, that's only a couple hours before dinner. So I'm not going to stop it and get something there. Really, the only time in my life where I'm like stopping randomly on the street at places like that to get food are like St. Patrick's Day when I've had like six beers and I need something quick and easy to eat. Or like another great example, you know, when I was in college, I would go to Cubs games. There's a hot dog place on uh, Fullerton, right? Not not far from the Wiener Circle, but on Fullerton right before you get uh, just west of the Lincoln-Halstead intersection, Chicago Doghouse or something like that. And it's, it's a very like standard place, but I would go in there and get like two Chicago dogs for $5 and then head up uh, on the train or just walk up to uh, Wrigley Field. That's a That's a nice like vivid memory of going to like imagine a nice spring day in chicago it's 50 55 degrees the sun's out so you got a light windbreaker on it's a day game um because though because the day game the day game spring memories are much more pleasant than the uh, night game spring memories because night games are like you wear your winter clothes and you freeze your ass off uh, the day games are nice, especially if the sun's out. You go stop by a Chicago dog house. You down a couple of dogs. It's like five bucks. You go up there. This is back when the Cubs sucked, so you get a ticket for like $8. Uh, that was good stuff, man. That was a high life. life. Life is very different for yours truly these days, and I haven't had a Chicago dog in a while. I haven't had a hot dog of any kind in a while. But the um, the Chicago dog house on Fullerton is actually where I was first introduced to the uh, the Blagojevich dog, which is a regular hot dog with ketchup on it, okay? So basically the exact opposite of a Chicago-style hot dog. Uh, what's happening? We are, we are coming to you live. It's a Friday uh, early afternoon. Um, happy to be, uh, to be joining you. It's been a, 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 a tough week, a long week, um, a busy week with work, and uh, just some, some other stuff going on. Uh, kind of outside of all of that, that's just made things very long and very stressful. But um, I got to tell you, we, we had a good start to the week. Um, it was the Super Bowl back on Sunday, and I we're gonna circle back to this in a hot second here because it's actually the whole point of the show today. Uh, big predictions, but uh, I I was very proud of myself for my Super Bowl prediction. You can check the tapes. You can go back to listen to last week's Bean Town podcast where Quinn David Furness, yours truly, predicted that the Rams would defeat the Bengals 24 to 20. And I got to say the final year, uh, excuse me, the final score of this game was 23-20. And the only reason it was not 24-20 was because there was a botched extra point attempt by um, by the Rams where their, uh, their holder, who's the punter, um just mishandled the snap no really no explanation for it so they they did not convert the point after um and it ended up being 23 to 20 rather than 24 to 20 i came this close to perfectly predicting the final score um and i gotta tell you it's i really let it go to my head and we're gonna circle back to that in one second here to talk about some more big predictions 
because Nostra, Nostra Quin, Quinmus is in the house today. N O S T R A Q U I N M U S. Only one N there because having two N's and then an M would just be kind of like it's messy. You know, that's that especially if you're writing it out. That's a lot of just arched letters. You know, you got one arch in the N, two in the M. It's it's exhausting work. Uh, but then Monday was Valentine's Day. And uh, I got to tell you, I had a great Valentine's Day. It's usually, in my life, not a big thing, but um, it was really nice this year. This was Rachel and my second Valentine's Day and actually our second anniversary of our uh, of our first date is happening on the 22nd, which is Tuesday. So that'll be, you know, we, we met on February 22nd of 2020, had our first date last year, first year anniversary, we were in Michigan. And then uh, this year, I don't, I don't know. We got actually, we're going to be out of town for some family stuff in the middle of the week. But um, yeah, two-year anniversary coming up next week. But this past Monday was anniversary or was Valentine's Day. Uh, we went to Robert's Pizza, our favorite pizza joint these days here in Chicago, and had a heart-shaped pizza. Had a salad. Had a couple glasses of wine, and uh, took the bus home. A, a, just a quintessential emphasis on the Quinn Valentine's Day experience. Exchanged some gifts, a lot of candy, a lot of wine, um, some smooching here and there. And, uh, yeah, it was just a really nice, a very nice Valentine's Day. So um, uh, Rachel's having a big week between the Valentine's Day celebrations, the, the TV showcase. So there's a lot going on. And... Um, so, so that that happened. That was the start of the week, but uh, then I, I got to tell you what, and this will help me. This will help us transition. Oh, and if you're curious, and I don't think we talked about it last week, or maybe we did. I don't know. There was not a new episode of Real Housewives last week um, because they were smart enough to um, basically not try to run it against the Super Bowl. There was an episode of Euphoria, actually, um, which I watched like five minutes of. It's just really, it's really not doing it for me. I don't know. I pretty much just turned it on to watch um, Sydney Sweeney, but uh, she's kind of crazy in the show. And it seems like people on Twitter are really not vibing with her character. I don't know. I like to just say things to to rile up the crowd, get them going. Um but New Real Housewives, the finale, the season two finale will be this Sunday. Um, I don't think there's going to be anything like crazy going on. I mean, the whole second half of this season has just felt like one long three-day weekend. There's just been like a lot of arguing, a lot of, I think, manufactured drama um, with like the whole Meredith's dad memorial thing. It's just been kind of silly. Um, Like, it was entertaining for the first couple episodes, and I'm still entertained by it, but at this point, it's not even like, oh, this is juicy. It's just like, all right, here we go, 60 seconds of, like, weird bickering again. The real hot stuff is going to be season three, and I'm not just saying that. I mean, we we get to deal with Mary Cosby not showing up for the reunion, which will actually be a season two thing happening starting next week. Uh, But then Jenny gets fired mid-season for her Facebook posts, and then we got the Jen Shaw trial literally happening in a month here. I think it's March 22nd is when it's supposed to be, and I guess this is somewhat big news. Jen Shaw is now the last remaining 
defendant in the criminal case who has not taken a plea deal. Uh, so she's the literally the last man standing. I don't know if she's going to take a plea deal between now and March 22nd. Um, she's obviously rejected the best one she's going to get already. So if she takes one now, it's still going to be bad. So it's pretty much like at this point, Jen Shah is like 90 plus percent going to prison, which is crazy. And, uh, you know, I don't know how long this trial is going to be. I don't know how it fits in with their filming schedule. I assume they're smart enough to, like, work it all into season three filming. Because I can't imagine they would need to wrap it up before then um, just for editing purposes. Because this show probably won't premiere until September or October. So, um, yeah, I mean, looking forward to that. That's big news. But the finale is coming up this Sunday. And it should be good. I'm interested to see, you know, I, 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 they, I don't think they've announced anything yet, but I imagine that they have to add someone new to the cast because we've got Mary's not back. So that brings us down to six. Jenny gets fired, brings us down to five, like mid-season, which is still doable, but a little, um, these days casts are usually bigger than that. And then... You know, Jen Shaw will be part of the cast of this entire season, but then season four, they're going to need someone new because if they haven't hired anyone, which I don't think is the case, but if they wouldn't hire anyone, then by the time you get to the start of season four, you're going to be down to literally four ladies, which is crazy. You would have Lisa, Meredith, Whitney, and Heather, um, which to be honest, like it would be pretty boring, but I would watch a show with just the four of them because um, I think it would be like relatively wholesome. Um, those ladies all have their faults and I am not convinced that Meredith and Whitney aren't shady in some degree, either professionally or personally, but I think Lisa and, um, and, uh, Heather are pretty like legit personally and professionally. So we're kind of, kind of getting the bad seeds out of here and maybe they could do a little like once a week check in on Jen Shaw from prison every 30 seconds i don't know but i wanted to get to the uh the um the the bulk of of today's show here um which is going to be you know i'm i'm i i'm kind of on a hot streak uh first the super bowl prediction and then um i got to i got to tell you this i play wordle every day and three straight days now including today which i won't spoil what the word is it was a tough one, and I think Monday was a really tough one too. Yeah, Monday I will spoil for you because I don't even know if you can go back and play old Wordles. Monday was Cynic, C Y N I C, which is a really that that is a hell of a word. The I mean the I you'll likely guess at some point the N you'll you you should probably guess in your first two words, uh, but then beyond that, trying to get a double C and a Y, I mean that is just. That that was one where I stared at my computer screen for five minutes, just like deconstructing the entire alphabet. Today was, uh, I think, slightly easier than Cynic, but similarly challenging. And uh, I got to tell you what, I'm on a total hot streak. Third day in a row, I got Wordle on my third guess, which I really think, you know, I think if you get a very... It, I'll say lucky first guess. I mean, you can you can do first guesses that... Um, are smarter than others based off of just the common usage of letters in words in English. Um, but it's it's kind of still, you know, total toss-up on guess one. And I think guess two, for the most part, unless you get a really good guess one, guess two is still going to be mostly a guess. So that's when I feel like you, you get into guess three, and that's where it can really be, like, some really solid strategy. 
um, which is what I use today. I was really proud of. Um, like I felt pretty, I guess what I'm trying to say is I felt like 90% confident that what I had for guess three was going to be right, even though it was a tough word. And here's the thing that I'm most proud of. Um, and this doesn't usually happen. So I always guess here's a little insight, insider information into the brain of Quinn regarding Wordle. I always guess, um, train T R A I N is my first word in Wordle. I'm not here to claim that it's the perfect word, um, because if you don't have an E, you don't have an S, but excuse me, I, I really like it. T R A I N. I mean, that gives you a lot of coverage. So I guessed it today, and again, I won't give give away the word, but the only other thing I'll say is none of the letters are on there. Not even like, oh, yeah, it's in there but in the wrong space. It was it was five straight grays with train. And I was actually able to use that to my advantage because then you can just like clear your mind, take a look at the letter board and say, okay, let's grab those other, you know, were or those other letters that are going to be really popular. So without T-R-A-I-N, I'm thinking like, okay, I want to get an E in there. I would like to get an S in there. Perhaps an L would be good at some point and probably another vowel. So probably an O because I'm, I'm going to take the O over the U. So that was sort of my strategy. That was my thinking. And that allowed me to, to get some interesting letter placements on guess two. And uh, after a minute or two of staring at the letter board, it just kind of clicked uh, on guess three. And it's really interesting. I would love to see the breakdown. I've, you know, a lot of people post on Twitter their you know wordle pattern whatever the word is for that but there's been a lot of people who like get 60 percent of it today early on like three letters in, in various places and then they just run they just do like four more guesses without getting anything and so i'm really curious like what did you have um you know what did you already guess where you had like this letter sort of um, structure or this word structure and you just were firing blanks like random guesses and you couldn't get it um there was one i didn't i didn't make a comment about this in last my last wordle thing for today i promise in case you don't play but i would encourage you to play it's really fun uh, it's it's quick it's easy it's a great just test of your language skills and ability um i saw one person today who didn't get it they got stumped after the full six and they had gotten the the last letter right I think on either the first or second guess, so they knew that was there the whole time. And they posted, this was really embarrassing for them, they posted their entire Wordle sort of map, and again, they didn't get it. But their last guess, so so their, I think it was guess one through five, they had the, the correct letter in the last spot. It was green the whole time. And on guess six, which is your last guess in case you don't know, so you have to get it perfect if you're going to win, uh, they didn't even guess that last letter. So I don't know if that was just like an embarrassing slip up for them or if they were just like over it and gave up before that. But I, you, you can't give up. Okay. You only got six guesses. You can't give up with the Wordle. So I figured, hey, let's let's come out here on the air because I'm on a hot streak and let's make some live predictions, some big upcoming predictions. And some of these might blow your mind. Uh, the first prediction I'm going to make is that I um, I would like to thank. It's not a prediction so much as reading from my phone. Uh, our ad sponsors here, and uh, I'll just briefly mention them by name. Uh, first of all, the Nation of Pakistan. Again, unofficial sponsor, but they brought me to the 112th ranked comedy podcast in uh, Pakistan, and, and you know, presumably the greater uh, you know Middle East, which I really appreciate. Uh, what do you call Pakistan? Middle East, South Asia. It's kind of kind of one of those border countries. 
Um, also, our good friends Home Pride Oregon, our friends the Samsung Q2U series, and our good friends Cuts by Q. Uh, I need a little shave later today. Letting the hair grow out. I mean, we talked about this last week, doing the thing where uh, slake it back a little bit, put the hat on after a shower, it dries that way. Um, and outside of when it's like crazy slick back, when it's like still wet, otherwise, you know, it gets a little poof. Um, the hair is kind of staying now, which is great. Um, you get a little bit of curl in the back. It's not just like straight down the neck. So um, it's kind of like a Ben Gibbard you know, I feel like I, I feel like I'm walking out of like a Powell's bookstore or something, uh, drinking like a, a coffee with beans from Suriname, you know, and it was like $7 and 72 cents. And then, you know, you swipe your card or you insert your chip and they're like, would you like to tip? And you're like, maybe. And the options are like 35, 40 or 55%. Or I always feel awkward when they give you the three options. I don't know which POS system it is. Um, it might be multiple of them, but, you know, it's like it's Clover or it's Square or Toast or something like that. Um, and it's <laughs> it's like you do the custom tip. And I don't mind. Like, I would do the custom tip often because, you know, I, I, I appreciate my baristas and I support my baristas. But oftentimes just like the preset ones are just too much, you know, and they're not prorated to what you bought. So here's a here's another big prediction. Um, next time I'm in the coffee shop again, when I get a three dollar coffee, I'm gonna do the custom tip because one dollar, one fifty, or two dollar tips for a three dollar coffee is just I don't know, man. Like I'm thankful that you made my coffee, but I don't I don't think a thirty three percent tip is like the way I want to go. So I'll do the custom tip, but it's always a little awkward when they're like, if the cashier or the person who checks you out, isn't the person who's making your product and they're just like watching you. And you're like, cause if they're not watching me, I don't really give a crap if I leave a, you know, a 40 or 50 cent tip, which sounds cheap, but like, Hey, you know, we're not, we're not buying a steak dinner here. This is a $3 coffee. Um, but if they are watching, it's kind of awkward because you got to like hit the custom tip and then find the decimal point, find your numbers, and then you got to sign. And it's just like, uh, yeah. Speaking of signing, uh, I got my uh, passport back. Credit to the U.S. State Department. This has nothing to do with big predictions, nor has most of what I've said so far. But I just thought of it because I haven't told anyone else. And that's the great thing about the Bean Town podcast. I spend a lot of my day. Granted, I talk a lot more in my day-to-day life now that we're back in the office and when I work from home. But uh, especially on a Friday, the only people I, like, talk to before I see Rachel at night is, like, the barista, speaking of $10 tips or 10% tips, which I do leave a 10% tip. And that's what I like through their online ordering system. I go to the same coffee shop on Fridays. I buy my stuff ahead, a cappuccino and an Asiago bagel. And you could just do 10%, which is great because that works out to be, like, 75 cents or something. Cool. Great. We're done. Um, But my point here is like, that's the only person I talk to. And like today I don't have any meetings, which is great. God, I needed it. But um, I'm not talking to anyone else. So you all are kind of getting the inside scoop on Quinn's head because this is the most I talk all day. And uh, I'm excited to be able to do that. But what I was going to say is shout out to the State Department. I sent in my passport in like the second week of January, I think, and I got it back today. I don't actually, I assumed the old one would come before the new one, but actually the new one has arrived and the old one has not. But uh, yeah, I can now leave the country again, which is nice. 
and the passport goes till 2032. So I don't have to think about that. And I, uh, I renewed my TSA pre-check for $70 this past week as well. So Pakistan, look out. Okay, next tour perhaps. Another big prediction. These Star Wars shows are just going to keep getting worse. And I hate to be the one saying that with the Obi-Wan show coming out. Because I, I'm still going to watch that, and I think that one could be good. But, man, I don't know how many of you out there watched The Book of Boba Fett, which finished up this past week. Um, or the week before. I think it was the week before already. Um, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't this week. I don't think. I can't remember. My days blur together. Um, no, it was definitely last week. Uh, the Book of Boba Fett finished up, and it was just like they made him such a weak-ass bitch. Apologies for language, but that's really all it is. And the show just turned into The Mandalorian Season 3. They weren't even shying away from that. Literally, to the 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 trinultimate and the penultimate episodes, Boba Fett is honestly, I think he had one line of dialogue between the two episodes. And they're just Mandalorian episodes, which is fine. But it's like, why wouldn't you just make Mandalorian 3 and make Boba Fett be a bigger part of it? Why would you call something Book of Boba Fett? It was terrible. I was not invested in the characters. The story was really just ass. Really, you were on Tatooine the whole time. And the villains were not intriguing. You didn't even get, like, like in, in Mandalorian, you get um, Giancarlo Esposito, who I don't think the whole, like, story or anything was that interesting. But, you you know, you'll watch him when he's on the screen because he's Giancarlo Esposito. This, you know, Boba Fett was just like, what is this? And you get the goddamn, uh, what's his name, Robert Rodriguez, who, if you don't know, he's a director, like Spy Kids. So you kind of get a sense of his uh, just cinematography. He got some of that because he directed two of the Boba Fett episodes, including the last one. And he was just had to have these, like, troubled Mos Espa kids with their Vespa scooters and just really shitty graphics and cgi and star wars has always had a complicated relationship with you know cgi um ever since the prequels came out 25 years ago um 24 23 years ago something like that but you know the thing with like the prequels is i I don't know It, it felt like it still kind of fit into the worlds they were on like you had a lot of cgi cgi everywhere you went tatooine camino Genos is Coruscant is like all CGI, um, Mustafar, but it like fit in. This one was just so weird. They've got these weird scooters with like these crazy bright colors. They go literally like is it's like watching the scene in Seinfeld where George works for Play Now and he's escaping the geriatrics on his scooter, and it, it's meant to make fun of of high speed chases because they're going two miles an hour. That's honestly what it felt like. And it's like, how can you have Star Wars owned by Disney? This is like the biggest company in the world. How can you have all of that budget and like that's what you make? I don't get it. I mean, I think this is a a reasonable complaint. And this was a very popular complaint on the internet too. But man, it was just so like, it was like shit vision. It was like The Hobbit. Or like the, the new, um, did you guys see the new Lord of the Rings trailer um, for the prequel they're making there? Man, it is just like, I felt like I needed sunglasses to watch that. Or 3D vision glasses, I guess. Because the, um, just the, the, the whole thing was just CGI. 
And it was like, didn't you realize that we all hated The Hobbit for a variety of reasons, but primarily because it just looked so, like my eyes were burning when I watched it? Apparently not, because uh, that's what this new one looks like too. And it's like um, like Hugo or The Adventures of Tintin, like that whole thing, or like the Polar Express. It was just like, this isn't working for me. I liked Lord of the Rings because they spent so much time with like, careful set building and really interesting filming locations and gritty acting and great dialogue. And these are just like, let's not do that at all. Granted, it's just a trailer, but man. So I predict that, uh, the, just the, the future Disneyfication of star Wars, we already know what we're, what we're getting to an extent, but we still get some good stuff here and there with like the Mandalorian. But I think overall across the board, it's going to be really shitty. And while I'm at it, I'm making the same prediction for that new Lord of the Rings uh, prequel. I think that's going to be really bad. Um, I really think that it's a show that they need like a name or two, a big name or two to help carry. And um, they don't have that. Like, I don't even think Hugo Weaving's coming back for this, which is too bad. Because I don't think he came back for the new Matrix movie either. I don't know what Hugo is up to these days. Um, I'll, Another big predict. Well, let's, let's just stick to media while we're at it. Um, They're finally finishing the Jurassic World trilogy, um, which, if you'll recall, is the Chris Pratt, Dallas Bryce Howard just monstrosity they've got going on the first one of this new trilogy must have come out back in like what like 2014 something like that and what did they call it dress i think just jurassic world and it was just like a remake of jurassic park and then but it was it was like one of those movies where it's like yeah this isn't great but it's entertaining and then they did the sequel which came out in like 2017 jurassic world 2 more more dinos more lost something like that and it was a whole the first the the movie was billed as like this apocalyptic volcano eruption gotta try to escape the island and that was the first 15 minutes of the movie the rest of it was this weird ass dinosaur auction with all these rich white people for like an hour plus it was terrible in this private mansion it was just like this is shitty of course you gotta add the kids in there So they have now released the trailer for the third and final one of this specific iteration with Chris Pratt and his cronies and stuff. Um, It it looks just terrible. You know, it's like dinosaurs at the Eiffel Tower. Dinosaurs uh, at Pitcairn Island. Okay, how did you guys get there? I don't know. My prediction, it's going to be terrible. I'm not going to see it. It's kind of got the same like vibe as that, you know, the last like war of the, or, okay, what did you got? You got rise of the planet of the apes, then dawn of the planet of the apes, and then a war for the planet of the apes, something like that. I never saw the third one and I didn't want to, because it was just like an all out war with apes, except this one is dinosaurs. And I don't know. I'm just kind of like not that interested in that. I don't. I understand the appeal of like watching big 
monsters like fighting against each other. I mean, that's why people went to go see Godzilla. That's why they saw Godzilla versus Kong. Um, that's why they liked the Peter Jackson King Kongs. There, there were dinosaurs in the Peter Jackson King Kong. That's crazy. I know my brother. I'm gonna expose my brother for a second here. Uh, I won't say which one has never seen the Peter Jackson King Kong, which I think is outlandish. You have to go see it. There's dinosaurs. That's so cool. Um, but I have a prediction that this new, uh, this final Jurassic World movie is going to be really bad. It's bad acting, not interesting writing. Um, fine, you know, the, the like technical aspects of it are good, but I don't know. They need to give it up. It's just, uh, let's try something new, okay? So there's another big prediction. Maybe we go away from, like, media and stuff for a little bit, because we've been chatting about that quite a bit. Uh, let's do a prediction on Jen Shaw's prison sentence. It seems like, it seems like when big famous people, and she's not a big famous person, but it seems like when I hope that someone well-known is going to go to prison for a long time, they don't. So I kind of feel like Jen Shaw... Who's she's looking at like eighteen to seventy two months or something like that? I feel like she's gonna work it down to like I don't know, like six months, and then she'll get out early on parole and do some community service and like go back to being amazing. But it's like I don't go, I don't get where she got all her money. Actually, she probably like here's what probably happened, and I don't think she's actually that rich because she's been renting her house, and I don't think it takes that much money to like put on the illusion of being rich, if that makes sense. That's something I actually think about quite a bit with, like, influencers. And anytime I feel, like, envious of just, like, anything I see on the Internet, I think, like, you know what? Hey, hold up. Like, I could buy, you know, a, a, like, a, a, a nice house. You know, a down payment, not the whole thing. But, like, I, I have the money to do that. I could buy a nice car. You know, sometimes I see influencers and, like, oh, this is my new Tesla and they're Southern California and stuff, and it's like, I, I could buy that, but I'm just deciding to, like, save my money for retirement, just, like, literally anything else right now. Um, so I think that's what, that's what Jen Shaw is kind of all about, which is fine. It's her prerogative. She, if she wants to come across as wealthy, I mean, she's trying to sell herself as a brand, which is fair. I get it. I don't particularly care for it, but it's, it's what she wants to do. But my point that I was trying to make is I feel like Jen Shah defrauded all these people, stole all their money, and then, like, probably under the table, like, bought a bunch of things with that money so that when she now is, like, finally getting busted and caught, but she's been doing this for 10-plus years, and it's like they can stop her now, but how are they going to, like, you know, track down the stuff that she's, like, bought for other people and her family and all that stuff? I don't know how all this works with trials and, like, forfeiture of assets and stuff. But I assume, like, after a certain point of, like, oh, I bought this for that person. and It's theirs now. It's gone. Like, good luck getting it back. Like, you can't actually get that stuff back, um, I think, is how this all works. I don't really know. We should get uh, hashtag brother of the podcast Jack Furness on here to really talk us through some of the legal technicalities. So there's a there's a prediction. Um, oh, her yeah, six months, because it just seems like like I want I want the bad guy to get justice, and she's not going to get justice, or very a little very a very small dosage of justice, if you will. 
So that's what that is. Uh, let's see any other any other big predictions. You know what? I would have had some more if I would have like wrote them down or thought of them. Um, but that's the thing with the Bean Tom podcast. You kind of get uh, you kind of get unfiltered Quinn. And some people really want to listen to that. I'm looking at you, Pakistan, and some people are like, nah, not really, not particularly. You know, there's about 5,787 other things that we'd rather do, which I, I, I recognize. I'm, I'm okay with that. That's fine. I get it. You're not going to bring me down. Uh, but yeah, that's, I mean, here's, here's the thing. I got nothing else in the tank right now. I could ramble at you for a little bit more, but I'm not going to, here's our call to action for this week. Why don't you uh, email us? What are your big predictions? It can be about anything, movies, media, housewives, um, your favorite influencers, net worth, all that stuff. Uh, email us, beantompodcast, yahoo.com. It's bean, <laughs> yahoo.com. Uh, or you can tweet at us. I am at White Buns with a Z. The show is at Beantown Cast. Um, the final thing here, the big reminder next week is our fifth annual Pledge Drive Telethon fundraiser. Uh, we've already raised something like $50 for the show. As a reminder, this year you can call in live on the air, 815-298-7200. Give us a call if you want to be featured live on our program. We would love to have you. Uh, most importantly, you can. Um, we encourage you to donate money, um, and I match 100% of your donations, meaning I'm not actually pocketing any money, but this is an opportunity for us together to uh, show support for the show and show support for uh, and invest in local charities. The United Way of Chicago this year uh, will be receiving 100% of the matched donations uh, from yours truly. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, The event will be 5 p.m. a week from today. Uh, So 5 p.m. Friday, uh, February 25th, you can call in. It's usually a really fun show. It's usually like an hour or 90 minutes. Um, We'll have all sorts of hijinks, um, you know, guest callers, um, probably a reading from Psalms, you know, uh, all the things you're looking forward to. We're going to bring them back this year. So that's happening next next week. You can go to GoFundMe slash, uh, God, I don't know. GoFundMe slash, here it is. Okay, write it down or just Google GoFundMe Beantown Podcast. Uh, GoFundMe.com slash manage slash Beantown dash podcast dash year dash five dash fundraiser. Um, it's it's actually pretty simple. It's just GoFundMe.com slash manage slash or just I think GoFundMe. Go, here's, here's what it probably is. GoFundMe.com slash Beantown dash podcast dash year dash five dash fundraiser. I was giving you the like the like the managerial URL, which you probably wouldn't work for you. So just scratch what I said. You could also go fund me. <laughs> go fund me. You could also Google GoFundMe. I'm trying this out live on air so you know it's legit. Google GoFundMe Beantown Podcast. And you'll actually be taken to the uh, the fourth annual Bean Tom Podcast Pledge Drive Fundraiser, probably because the SEO on our fifth one is not um, <laughs> not great yet. Uh, Google GoFundMe Bean Tom Podcast fifth. Now that takes you <laughs> that takes you to BeantownPodcast.com, which is our website. That's a great place to go. Um, you know what I need to do before I forget? I need to post because I haven't done this yet. I'm going to post the link. Okay. 
and by the time you're listening to this, it'll be there. I'm going to post the link. I should have done this anyways. Um, on beantownpodcast.com, right on the homepage, you can go find it. That's where you can donate. It's also on my Facebook, my Twitter, right? You can literally go to at Beantown or excuse me, at White Buns or at Beantowncast. Find the link through there or my Instagram. It's in my bio at Q.QueenD. There's no excuse. A lot of ways to donate. Okay. I'm out of breath. Uh, that was a solid show. Big predictions. Housewife drama, something else we talked about for like 10 minutes at the beginning of the show. Oh, uh, July 32nd could be the the hottest new day of the year, literally. Um, Thanks, everyone, for listening. I really appreciate it. I hope you are having a good week wherever you are. I hope this particular show brought you some mirth, some laughter, and uh, maybe a little uh, joy, okay, like uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm going to get that music queued up for you i will see you next week at the fifth annual telethon pledge drive fundraiser for the kids everyone thanks again stay warm stay safe stay sane i will check in on you next time bye